Sauce We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me, as always, is my good friend, Ethan Carter. Welcome aboard, bud. Hey, man. How's it going? It's going good. It's Monday night, so what the hell else do we have to do? Exactly. Exactly. I remember a time in my life when Monday night used to mean Monday Night Raw. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was like, that was all I would do. I would sit down at 8 o'clock until like quarter after 11 and watch wrestling. Like, that was my life. Now, this was BE as well, before Ethan Carter, the wrestler, right? So. That is true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there was a little bit of overlap because when I started watching TNA, which is where Ethan Carter wrestled, mm-hmm. um, then I would watch that on Thursday nights. So it was like, there was a lot of Ethan Carter. There was always Ethan Carter in my life, it seems. <laughs> and now you're here. <laughs> The so, best one. I, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we actually have a guest this week. And we do. We haven't had a guest in a while. It was funny. We went this string of episodes where we had a guest like every week. Which is fun, but it's, it's, it's always nice to have a guest. And, and it's always new- nice to not have yeah. a guest, too. Right. So, so we have my good friend, and actually your good friend. Mm-hmm. He's just a new friend to me, but you guys are old hat. <laughs> um, Justin from Bear Maked. How you doing, bud? I am doing well. Thanks. How are you it, guys? We are awesome. It, it's it's. I love when I have someone on for the first time, and, like, the first time I get to talk to them is on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, this is, like, my life now. Like, I have friends, we know each other, we chat all the time, and it's like, oh, you're going to, like, talk with, like, your voice and stuff? That's kind (laughs) of, that's kind of cool. I get to hear what you say instead of just reading it on a screen? (laughs) Exactly. I don't know if my brain can handle it. I almost feel like we should have Chill Hop behind this, so it's more like a YouTube video, you know, sometimes. <laughs> little Andrew Apple Pie playing in the background type stuff. So why don't you give us um, a little bit about yourself, um, introduce yourself to our fine feathered audience. Um, okay, so I'm Justin. I didn't prepare anything for this part of the podcast, so I'm just going <laughs> to ramble for a minute. Um, I do bare naked on Instagram and YouTube and all that other stuff. I don't know if we said that yet, but... That's that's me. So if you don't recognize my voice, probably you haven't watched my videos, which is <laughs> doesn't surprise me. Not a lot of people do. Uh, but yeah, I like to make stuff. I mean, I'm not Bob, but I do like. To make stuff. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I what was going to make that joke the second that came out of your mouth. I was like, "Oh, you're Bob. We've already had him on. We can hang up now. We're done." <laughs> okay. See you later. Good talking to you. Uh, no, I do mostly woodworking, but I don't want to be just kind of stuck there. Mm-hmm. That's. I've got a 3D printer that I like putting to use, and I just got a laser engraver, which I'm super excited oh, about. Oh, you did? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I haven't really done a lot with it yet, but I'm looking he's forward in, to doing He's in the cult now, too, Ethan. Oh, you got to yeah. join. I'm so yeah. jealous. Yeah. But he doesn't have a glow forged. He doesn't have no, a glow forged. I'm, I'm not in the expensive cult. I'm in the <laughs> cheap China possibly might kill me cult. <laughs> <laughs> what, so what, what did you get? Um, so it's a K40, which like if you search okay. for a K40 laser, there's a lot of different ones. Essentially, it's just a term for a generic Chinese laser that you can get on eBay or Amazon for like 400 bucks. Very cool. And then you put maybe 100 or $200 m- worth of upgrades on it, and it's serviceable. And it, the risk of death is a lot lower. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, what I love about the K40, and so this is like I've had a lot of 3D printers, and now I have two Prusa i3 Mark IIs. And the reason I got the Prusa i3 Mark II is I didn't want to tinker, right? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not a tinkerer. I, am, I, want, I want things that just work, and I do my thing. I want to make the thing. I don't want to work on the thing that makes mm-hmm. the thing. And that was the only reason I didn't get the K40. But I have seen some amazing hacks that people have done with these K40-style lasers. And really, all the K40 is, it's a 40. For those of you 
um, who aren't too familiar, the K40 is basically um, a CO2 40-watt laser. Um, they vary in size. They vary in functionality. Some of them come with liquid cooling. Some of them, well, most of them, you have to add liquid cooling if they don't have it, right? If you don't yeah, buy it. Up, yeah. Most of them come with the pump right. for it. So, yeah, you just got to set up a... I, hmm. Right now, like right next to my computer right now, I have an old kitty litter bucket that is filled with water with That's the pump submerged in it. Perfect. That's Done. All like, and then <laughs> if the water is getting too warm because I'm running laser too much, I just throw... I have bottles of water in the freezer i just grab one like an ice pack throw it in there and it'll cool it down that's actually a really good idea yeah, that's, that's really I, brilliant that that works it's what i love about the k40 though is that everything is out there like the the people that have it are super passionate about it mm-hmm. and they are like it's like um almost i, w- I don't want to say a cult because it's not really <laughs> the same as like the glowforge cult because i readily admit it is a cult it seems like it from what you've told me yeah oh 100 100 percent but the one thing about the K40 is that every time you think you've done everything you could to it, somebody comes out and goes, I got an idea. Watch this. Um, was it Geeksmithing did the, the key, the key lock on his? Yes. I was like, that is an awesome <laughs> idea. Like, if you have kids, you know, the K40, oh, yeah, there's not right. a whole lot of safety with it. <laughs> no. So you can pretty much walk up to it and turn it on and start blasting stuff. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, and so what he did was he replaced the switch with a key switch so that you have to turn on the key before you can turn on the switch. And I'm like, that is just brilliant. Yeah, it's, his has a key and a like, lid sensor. Mm-hmm. So if oh, the wow. lid opens, it shuts off too. So, And huge shout out to Wes at Geeksmithing because I bothered him a lot. <laughs> when I was thinking about getting mine, and just while, when I got it, just I was like, "Oh, I'm having trouble with this. What do I do?" And um, he huge help, and he didn't seem notice, noticeably annoyed by me. So <laughs> he he's um he's one of those guys. When I think of the K40, I think of him because he's just like uh, the last couple of videos even are all K40 related. This is I think we've hit the renaissance for um for laser cutters where you can buy and really outfit fully. A fully serviceable laser cutter for under a grand, like, and have like a pretty good system set up. Like, every option. It's it's a good time. Like, it's what happened with 3D printing. Right, right. You know, 3D printing went from something that you look at in a store and go, there's no way, to something where you go, oh, $400, I can get a really good 3D printer now. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's like, you were talking about tinkering, and that's why I got the 3D printers you did. When I got my 3D printer, I went with the one I did because I didn't want to tinker. Right, I got the Lulzbot Mini, which oh yeah, oh yeah. There's awesome. no tink, there's no tinkering with yeah, that. That's right. just yeah, that's and good. Yeah, it's amazing. Like when we moved to Minnesota from Arizona, I had it in the back of a moving truck, and then it bounced around back there. I put it in my closet when we got back up here, and I unpacked it like three months later. Took it out, did a test print, worked. I didn't have to do anything to it, and I was just floored. It was amazing. So. When people when people wonder what you pay for with with a more expensive three D printer, that's what you pay for right yes. there. Mm. That you can you can beat the hell out of it almost and still have something that's serviceable. Like I had a CR ten, and I, I actually a CR ten S because I wanted the um, I wanted the dual lead screws. I wanted all the extra stuff that the S came with. And you know what I ended up doing? I literally gave it away. Because I just wanted it out of my house. I never wanted to see it again. Because as good as it is when it works is as bad as it is when it doesn't. Yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. that's super frustrating. Oh, my. So I had, a, I had a client order for a large hotel chain. And I mean, I don't want to name names, but literally one of the largest hotel chains in the United States. 
and it was i think it was four i want to say it was 400 pieces oh my gosh i mean it was a big big yeah, big, big order, order a big scale, order right, right. one man so right. i had two 3d printers at the time i had two that were set up i had the prusa i3 and i had a robo r2 the robo r2 was what i bought when i didn't really want to spend the money on the prusa i3 I learned the hard way that you don't do that. But anyway, <laughs> I set them both up, and I start this thing running, and it's going and going and going, and then the, the Robo R2 dies. And I'm like, okay, well, it's going to be the Prusa, and you know, I had reset up the CR10, and the CR10 died. And I'm like, holy crap, what am I going to do? I cannot possibly get this done with one 3D printer. Right. Well, guess what? I did get it done with one 3D printer. That Prusa i3 printed for a week straight around the clock like i would wake up at three four o'clock in the morning and take the bed crack it drop all the parts off put the bed back on and start it printing again i would just keep going and going and the most i had to do was change the filament every once in a while so that's my question so i know i mean i know with 3d printing or cncs or anything like that obviously you can't just set them and leave leave them right because uh, you're not supposed to but supposed we all to. do <laughs> yeah right you all do but I I mean, next to my 3d printer for eight hours right that's, yeah but, but like once you get once you do one thing successfully, right, you, you've done this, you prototyped it, it's gone smoothly and stuff like that. Is it pretty consistent after that or are there still it, well, chances for it to kind of go off the rails? And again, that's why you buy a good one, right? So okay. <laughs> that's why I bought the Prusa because after a week of going and every single print being perfect, I was like, why the hell do I only have one of these? Right. And I took the, some of the proceeds from that job and I actually just went and bought another one. So the only two 3D printers I have are 3D printers that I haven't turned them on in a while, but I know if I went over to them right now, turned them on, and printed something off the memory card, it would just print. Like, I don't have to think about these things ever. They are appliances. Right. And I know that that pisses people off when you tell, like, oh, yeah, my 3D printer is an appliance. No, it's not. It's a machine. You got to be careful. You got to be safe. You can't. Dude, I turn that thing on. I leave the house. I go out. I do my business. I come home. It's still printing. I know that this printer is going to be reliably printing while I'm gone. I don't have to think about it. That's cool. Same with the Lulzbot. That's, you know. That's why you buy Lulzbot printers. You know, they're phenomenally good printers, even though they do use three three uh, millimeter filament, you know. Yeah, don't want, that's don't the only thing is <laughs> sometimes it's like I see a cool filament or like a new color or something like that. Uh-huh. Ooh, maybe I should. And it's like, oh, it comes in 175. Oh, okay, that's it. Well, I guess. Yeah, that's – that's so when I got the R2, I wanted to get a, um, the, ta- the Taz – was it the, the Lulzbot Taz? Yeah, Taz is the bigger. Yeah, Lulzbot. yeah, yeah, the big one. That's okay. So that is the one I was. Yeah, and I was like, this is perfect. It's awesome. And I look at the head, and it's three millimeter. I'm like, I just have too much filament to get a three millimeter. Mm-hmm. You know, and for those of you that aren't in the know, there's basically two. And when you have filament based printers, there's basically two sizes: one point seven five, which is pretty much what every printer uses. And then there's a couple of printers that use three. And the nice thing about three is it lays down more plastic, but it's also not as easy to get filament. So hmm. yeah, yeah. So there's your 3D printing segment. We don't really. <laughs> oddly, no, I don't think we've talked about 3D printing. We've talked uh, yeah, about CNC we, and we've talked about lasers a lot, obviously. We but, yeah. uh, we've never talked about 3D printing in well, any depth on this show at I remember, all. Justin, didn't you make like a something for like an SD card case or something like that? Yeah, I made a an SD card caddy that. Caddy, screws, yeah, yeah. Screws apart, yeah. See, that, like, again, that same thing with me with, like, leather. I I have a, the sense that it's one of those things where you have a need and you're like, oh, well, I can probably make something to fill that need with this toy or this medium or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
and you just do it, right? That's like the yeah. best part about being a maker is if you have a need, you you make it. Right? As Alex Steele always says, need a tool, make a tool. Right. Yep. And that's I made that, and I was like, this is brilliant. I love this thing. I'm going to sell a bunch of these. And so like, I put them on Etsy because I was still using Etsy at the time. Uh, and I sold four within the next few days, but all four of them were to my mother-in-law. <laughs> Which I didn't know at the time when, when I saw the Etsy order come through I was like wow somebody oh, bought man. four of these things that's amazing and then I look at the order details and I'm like I know this address oh yeah that's my wife's mom uh, so I was like, hey awesome. oh it's still sales that's fine she could have hey, just yeah. asked me to give them to her and I would have so it's right, hey, still right. making money um, and then I've sold like one more since then and I still have like I printed I think ten of them in a few different colors when I first printed them and I think I still have five of them laying around <laughs> so it's like they, well that didn't that idea wasn't as good as i thought it was i guess but well, you know, the one i i, I think it's a good me, idea I still it's, use it's, that's day. the thing though as we were talking about last week when on etsy i think i just think it's hard to get noticed on etsy i don't know yeah i think that's, it's pretty it's borderline impossible that's to get why noticed i on left etsy. and just started on my own site because it's like right. at least then when i get somebody to one of my products just like you guys were talking about then they're on my site and it's only my stuff Right, Whereas on exactly. Etsy, they can see something I made and see somebody else made it for five bucks cheaper just because of whatever. And, and that's what you, and then you get the email. Actually, that's I don't know this. Do you get the email like an email list and stuff like that from Etsy, or is that do they keep all that? Do do you get actual emails from Etsy, or are they masked like they are from? Because I know on eBay you don't get you don't right. get no email addresses from eBay. Um, you don't get them from Amazon anymore. They don't give you email. They give you a masked email. That's a good question. I don't right. even know. So if you're know. trying to build uh, your email list, right? Yeah, I mean, tough. <laughs> tough. This it's, is turning into the anti-Etsy show, I think. <laughs> well, because you know what? Here's the thing with Etsy, right? It's a great way mm-hmm. to get your stuff out there, right? I, I can't argue with that. You, you become much more discoverable by existing on Etsy. Well, and I think in the start... It was a great concept, right? Mm-hmm. I, I really do think that. I think that was, it was kind of the original making platform right i mean totally yeah 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 and but now it's no like upfront cost either so like if you want to get right. started on etsy but you have nothing like you're right you have True. nothing to pay to get started you can just i'll throw my stuff on etsy and then they'll just take some of my sales well when i get going but i and but i then you can i didn't have to pay anything they just move, i made the money and they take a little bit right That's well they point. take they take a lot now i yeah. mean yeah, what are they, it's like 15 percent now for um for etsy it's just some ludicrous number like it's I can't imagine, like, I get annoyed when my credit card processor takes mm-hmm. 3.2, yeah. and I'm like, wow, 15? What the right. hell? Like, <laughs> I would kill someone. You 15? What would you do for 15%? Right. Like, well, you know what they did? They showed the person 12 of other options for less money. <laughs> That's what they did. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you could have been one of the options that they weren't originally looking at that they got to you because... Oh, there you go. Yeah, so that's a that's a positive way. All right, we got a. You're a very positive guy, Justin. I, I like that about you. <laughs> I I for me for me I figured I have nothing. So if I'm going to start with zero and then promote a store, I might as well just start with zero and promote it on my own domain. Like right. that was my that was my total thinking, and I was like. I wasn't big on the idea of using Etsy. Shopify looked like something I could get o- get to use, which we'll talk about. Did you hear what happened with Shopify last week? Mm-mm. Oh, no. my God. This is so good. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it in a second. But I was like, you know, if I'm going to put the effort into building something, I might as well put it into building my own thing since I'm starting from zero anyway. It's not like I had the Etsy right. business already. 
And then I was like, okay, now I'm going to move it over onto my... No, I don't have to do that. Like, I have nothing. So if I'm going to start from zero, I'm just going to start from zero with my own thing. And well, and again, like we said last week, I mean, people that are established on Etsy, it's it's a great platform for people oh, that are established. Yeah, if you're I mean, in, you're in. Right. Good, good I know, on you. I know you. a ton of people that that's their, that's their sole income, and they crush it. So it, it is, but they got in at the... You know, at the early stages and they built their sales and they're, you know, they're the number one option when they show someone else's stuff. They're the mm-hmm. one that they show. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you get, you know, you get in with Etsy and then all of a sudden you start getting shown everywhere and it's like, right. oh, look at that. Right. So they do have a little bit of control over their algo. It's not just, uh, right. it's not just uh, luck of the draw, as they say. So it's not strictly maker related, but I know a lot of people that do sell their stuff online use Shopify. Mm-hmm. So Shopify... <laughs> Shopify blew up last week. Really? I, I'm, how did I miss all this? I don't know, but this was something that like popped into my transom and then became this like I was obsessed with the story. So <laughs> there's a YouTuber, Jeffrey Star. He does makeup, and I'm pretty sure if you've did, done anything ever with YouTube, you've heard of Shane Dawson. Yeah. So Jeffrey Star and Shane Dawson came out with a line of makeup. I. This is the weirdest collab ever, by the way. I don't understand what Shane Dawson has to do with makeup, but whatever. So they come out with this line of makeup called Conspiracy, and it's this whole makeup kit. like, And I'm talking like high-end premium makeup, like a pal- a makeup palette, like those uh, those little kits that you... I don't even know. I'm, I'm a guy. What do I know about makeup? But it's those things that's that you open up, a, and there's all the colors a, and stuff. That's and, such a, like, a name, too. Conspiracy. Oh, conspiracy. <laughs> by Ralph Lauren. Right, so exactly. they open. They, they start selling this thing, and Shopify had told them before, and it's like, don't worry, you know, your audiences are both huge, but we're equipped to handle this. No, they weren't. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I remember seeing something uh, about this now. Yeah, and not only did, like, their store go down, Shopify, as a platform, was down for hours on Friday, Thursday or Friday. Just because it blew up so much. It, that's how much. That's how many wow. people. There were people that couldn't even add the stuff to their cart. If you had Shopify as your e-commerce provider, you went down. Like oh it was. It, it just. It was a ripple effect. It just took the whole damn server, the whole <laughs> service down. Not just like one <laughs> server. The whole service was just done. For, <laughs> hours and there were people that were like losing their minds this is like a whole story there's a whole story i'll maybe i'll find it and link it but you can just search for jeffrey star shopify j-e-f-f-r-e-e star s-t-a-r-r um mashable did a great story because they had all the twitter reacts and (laughs) oh my god people were so mad that they couldn't get their makeup it was amazing that's amazing and i don't feel Look, I'm not happy about it. I, I know no. gotta, you got to be pissed off to not be like, it's like you want a Popeye's chicken sandwich and you can't get one, right? <laughs> but yeah, this story just blew up Friday. Out of nowhere, I'm suddenly seeing like Shopify down. I'm like, Shopify's down? Like, is that even possible? And apparently it is. When millions of people try to get one item from one store, bad things can happen on Shopify. That's amazing. Well, it's, it, it is amazing too. And I don't think I ever really thought about this until I kind of knew some people that did this for a living but um going down like shopify going down for however long it was down and maybe it was only a shorter period amount of time but if it was down for like an hour or half a day that's like sales to some people like that's a big difference from you know you lose eight hours of sales that's a big deal for some and people, some of right? the stores and and you know Shopify we think of as like people like us three right like smaller mm-hmm. sellers right. whatever yeah. but it's not like Shopify is the one of the biggest e-commerce platforms in the world 
Right. And they were down. Like, and not just like slow, like down. Like you couldn't buy anything. I can only imagine because I know, you know, Shopify, I don't think they charge per transaction. I think they only charge per month. But I can imagine where they're going to have to do a lot of make goods now. Mm-hmm. for their customers because there were a lot of people who could not get anything out of that service <laughs> for hours on a Friday when everyone's just shopping and oh That's so crazy. bad. Yeah, I, I didn't hear about that at all. Look at I don't that. Know where See? I was. <laughs> who knew I even brought something to the table that I didn't even think I was bringing to the table. So, Justin, I noticed you are you did a craft fair this weekend. Or you I were getting ready for a did, craft fair. I, well, so before earlier this summer, I had not done craft fairs, and that's mm-hmm. when I decided I was going to do try to do this thing full time. It was like, well, do I want to do craft fairs? Do I want to sell online? What do I want to do? And it's like I hadn't really decided. And then my um, local makerspace had a maker's market where you come in and peddle your wares. So I was like, hey, I'll, I'll do this. I'll give this a shot. Um, so I did that, and it was fun. Made some money, and I was like, all right. And then I started looking around and found other craft fairs and then before i realized it i was signed up for craft fairs on craft fairs like it was <laughs> so yeah i did one last weekend i'm off this weekend but then i have one the next three weekends up till thanksgiving that's wow. fantastic i'm well this I'm is busy. the time of year for it too um, i mean yeah and that's why i'm like well if i'm going to try to do it i might as well just try to get a bunch of experience not really knowing exactly what i'm doing and so then, are the are these like juried craft fairs or are they just like you know just go in get a table, sell your stuff, and how do you do? Like, do you, did, you do, did you do particularly well? You don't have to give us numbers, obviously, but That's I'm just fine. curious. Um, the, the one I did last weekend was not juried, I don't think. Okay. Um, I did a juried one at the beginning of, beginning of October, and it's one that I had heard about but didn't sign up for in time earlier this year because I, I found out about it shortly after we moved back up here, and I just didn't have time. I hadn't really decided what I was going to do. So, but they had to cancel it because it's crazy weather storm, weather storm, thunderstorm <laughs> came through um, and there was high winds and all this stuff. So they canceled it like day of. And oh, then, wow. Yeah. I, but I signed up for their mailing list. So when they rescheduled it, I got the email saying, hey, we're opening applications again because some people can't make it to our new date and all this. So I was like, hey, I'll apply. And that one was juried and I got accepted. So I was like, cool, I'll go do Very it. Very cool. What's that process like? Because yeah, I know that uh, that like is I, a process, but what's that process like? Yeah, I've heard David Pachuta uh, talk one, about it a little uh-huh. bit, but I, I don't know what it goes into it. Like, what what what's the deciding factors? What do they look at? See, I, I'm not sure what the deciding factors were, but on the application I did, I think it was I think it was like a Google Doc or something that I had to fill out. But um, you pay an application fee that you get back if you're not accepted. So I okay. think it's just to prove that you're willing to like you're putting money on the table. So you right, know you're legit. Right. You're going to do it. Um, and then I had to fill out just if I had done any craft fairs before, show pictures of my setup if I have, and then just talk about what I would have there. Because I think okay. the thing with jury shows is that part of the jury process is they select like a lot of unique stuff, so they don't have just woodworking or gotcha. just like jewelry or just candles, you know. So and they don't have somebody showing up with three cutting boards and that's it, right? Y- yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. They know that you have multiple things. And this one, one of their big selling points was every booth would have something under thirty dollars. So they wanted to see what you would have and make sure that you would actually have something under thirty dollars. I'd be in good shape. Everything I sell is under thirty dollars <laughs> for God's sake. Yeah, I think everything <laughs> but my cutting boards and I had a charcuterie board that was forty-five. I think so. But um, you sell your pens under thirty dollars. 
Seriously? Uh, not all of them. Some of the fancy wow. ones are like 35 or 40. Yeah. Dude, I'm impressed because I've seen like one of the things that you do that I am just yeah. like, I am Your about, I'm like five minutes away from going to get a lathe every time I see. Mm-hmm. I love when you, I love watching the pens that you make. You do just these incredible pens. They're just so fun. Like, cause it's a pen. So you got to make it to where you can hold it. But otherwise it's like, who cares what the shape is as long as it writes and it's not like sharp on your fingers, like, whatever. And most people that buy a pen like that, they're buying decorative pens anyway, like yeah. just to collect them and show them right, off and sure. like, they display pieces and conversation. But you, I love the skateboard pieces. one that you did. That yeah, was the skateboard amazing. One was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a lot of fun with that one. Um, just because of, especially who it was for, like my buddy and him being a big skateboarder who had actually let me try to skateboard on his like he had a i think it's a quarter pipe in his mm-hmm. backyard at a Halloween party have, that's scary as hell i've done it <laughs> yeah oh it was i tried it and zero percent success <laughs> not even a little bit i was not even close I remember, I remember I spent more, the only time I ever tried a quarter pipe, I spent more time on my butt than on the board. <laughs> it was, it was ugly. Yeah. There's, no, that's, I believe it because I don't, I don't know how people do it after having tried it. It's like, I don't understand how you've convinced your body that you're not just going to die. <laughs> I don't. It reminds well, me, do you remember when the slow-mo guys tried it and, um, and Dan broke his arm or his wrist? You remember? Yeah. So, so they were doing something with um. They were doing something on um on a, not a, a a vert wall. They weren't okay. even doing a quarter pipe. They were doing vert. vert and yeah. he he puts the tail up on the coping and he stands on. And he's like and the and he was doing. They were doing. I think with Tony Hawk and he's like, all right, just. Just uh, let go of your back foot and push down on your front foot. You got to commit, right? It's one of those things you got to commit. Otherwise, it's way worse if you don't. So he lifts up, he pushes down. The board goes way faster than he does, and he just (laughs) flops down the side. And it's like, oh, that was awkward. And he just stands up, and his hand is just hanging there. And it's like, uh (laughs) uh-oh. And he broke his, his, what's that called? His radial bone, I think it's called. The the bone across the top of your hand. He broke that and fractured his wrist. And it's like just this whole whole mess and I'm like yeah that's why i don't do that <laughs> well i was so I, we i was at a wedding a few back in august and um and me it was a bunch of high school friends and we rented a house via you know vrbo and the house came with it wasn't a full half pipe it was basically like kind of a small half pipe i don't know what it was it had two sides though right mm-hmm. um and they had skate we found the skateboards and everything like that and you know we'd had a couple of beverages or whatever and we went out to it and it was like it was the first moment where I was like, "We, I think we've actually grown up a little bit because we got up there, and again, it was maybe a two-foot drop into this thing. Like, it wasn't really steep, but I was standing on the edge of that thing with my feet on the skateboard, just like I'd seen Tony Hawk do a million times, so why couldn't I do it? And, um, and I just looked down, and I was like, nope this is not no no this is way too high none none of us did it because we knew one of us would break something if we tried and it was just like it was so funny though because you know five years ago we probably would have done it you would have drank before you did it just to make sure exactly that you were properly lubricated for it (laughs) (laughs) It, it's it's hysterical the things that you you know i would as a kid i would i did stuff like on my bike like oh yeah you would you would do the you would set up the cinder block and plywood ramp Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, that seems like a good idea. Yeah. And you would ride over it for 
for hours. It'd be like Napoleon jumping. Dynamite style. Yeah. Where just like, <laughs> you, do, you do some pretty sick jumps with that bike, dude. <laughs> and, and I remember doing that. And now I think of it as like, I'm thinking as a maker now. And I'm like, the that's not structurally sound. Like, the bike <laughs> could totally kick that plywood right out if you do anything wrong. Right. Wow, it's just we we were young and foolish. Yep. Yeah, I think <laughs> right when you're a kid, you're not smart enough to be scared of it. Like, dude, that's just, exactly what it is. Well, you're, not... you're a dumb kid. Like, well, and that's like things like, but that's like learning how to ski or something when you're five years old is so much easier than when you're 15 or not even 15 when you're 20 or plus years old because you don't. There's a little bit of like healthy non. No fear, right? Like <laughs> that makes you do things that you wouldn't do as an adult. But. Well, this is my this. I'm going to test that theory because this I this winter is my winter of learning how to ski. Oh, you are. All I right, am man. a hundred, dude. I've wanted to learn. Okay, so here's a little secret, guys. I don't know if you know this. If you're really fat, skiing is not something that works <laughs> for you very well. I mean, you basically become a snowman on sticks. Um, so it just was something that I was just like, I wasn't the right. I wasn't in good enough condition either way. Like I was too heavy and awkward and whatever, but I think I probably could now safely ski. And it's something I've wanted to do for, oh my God, since I was a kid, I would watch, I love the winter Olympics. I'm one of those rare people that loves the winter Olympics. I don't even watch the summer Olympics really, but I love the winter Olympics and I love watching the skiing. Like I could watch it for hours and just sit there in front of the TV until it's over and enjoy every single event. So yeah, I'll let you know how um, skiing works out when you start learning it at an older age because I'm all about learning how to ski this year. Like, that's a bucket list thing that I got to get crossed off this that's year. That's awesome. No, I uh, I ski, we ski, uh, we take, well, we, I don't think we're going to this year, but we've taken a couple ski trips, or we take a ski trip every year. And, um, but here's, wear a helmet. Oh, I have no problem <laughs> okay, looking like, uh, dude, if, yeah. if, yeah, whatever protective gear I need to wear, I got to protect I never, this dome. I, I never used to, and, but like, it is so easy to, yeah, so wear it, do, do yourself a favor, wear a helmet, not only to protect yourself from like, in a serious brain injury, but also just headaches, because if you fall, you're going to get headaches, and then you, it'll be a miserable experience, so wear a helmet, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not afraid to wear. Believe All right, me, good. I, I, I'm not afraid to wear helmets. Like I have my helmet downstairs next to my bike. It's. I am a helmet wearer. I okay. like to protect my brain meats. You know, yep. and make sure everything still works when I'm done. But yeah, skiing is a bucket list thing for me. You guys have enough. where you? Do you guys have hills near you or? Uh, I do. Uh, yeah, there's there's um so there's Camp Gaw Mountain is right here. Um, Harriman State Park is right next to me. I mean, the funny thing is. I would probably enjoy cross-country skiing just as much as I would enjoy downhill because I used to have a Nordic track, mm -hmm. and I loved that thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I could totally see myself like in the woods on like a cross-country path just skiing my brains out. Yeah, like, if you enjoying... like hiking, then yeah. you like oh, cross-country skiing. Right. First real hike was last week, and I... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm... This is me now. This is me. I used to be the guy that would sit eating Doritos and drinking Coke and watching TV. And now I'm the guy that, in the middle of the rain, takes his friend. Well, didn't really have to convince her very much. It was her idea. Um, <laughs> and we're hiking these trails in the rain. One of the craziest things, like the trail, there's a like a 40-foot drop-off directly to the left of the trail. And we're walking along these we're walking along and we get to this reservoir and it's just picturesque. It's gorgeous. I actually put the picture on my Instagram because it was just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And the, it was calm. There was no breeze, just a lot of rain. 
and everything was still and it was like this is lovely okay where does the path where's the path continue like so we're looking for the trail looking for the trail because this if you've never done this guys there's on trees in a place where there's a lot of trails there's usually little rectangles that are colored that mark the trail a white Mm -hmm. stripe or whatever yep yeah yeah depending on how they mark the trail Mm -hmm. so up here there's so many there's like 28 trails in this park and they marked them with colors and little squares. I was like, okay, cool. Got it. So we're looking around like, where the hell is the trail marker? There's not even any trees. Like, where's the trail marker? Where? Then she goes, oh, it's right over there. Where? And I look and there's two squares painted on the rocks. And it had been raining for, I don't know, about half an hour at that point. <laughs> and the rocks are covered with moss. And it's like, wait. We got to walk across that, and there's a drop-off of, like, 40 feet, like, right next to it. I'm, I'm like, this is seeming like an incredibly bad idea. And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, well, what do you want to do? She goes, I guess we just have to do it. And I'm like, I'm scared. <laughs> and she just goes, well, we don't have a choice. And she just takes off on the rocks. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And I'm walking. I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. And I'm like, thank God I bought these shoes. I, right. Yeah, Eddie Bauer hiking shoes? Very good. Very, very good. Because I had grip where I didn't think I would have yeah. any. But yeah, it's if you've never been hiking, it's fun. If you've never been hiking in the rain, I'm assuming it's more fun because you don't have to deal with other people. Like yeah. we were the only two idiots out there and it was so much fun. It was just the greatest thing ever. And I pushed myself physically in ways I've never pushed myself before. That's awesome. Yeah, it's this yeah. has been, but you know, this is my story now, right? I'm right. constantly pushing myself physically to see what I'm capable of, and for some reason, this body that I just abused for years and years and years is responding. It's like, yes, give me more. Let's hike. Let's run. <laughs> let's do this. Well, I, I saw your story this morning, and I saw that, and I ran for 20 minutes, Vincent. So you did, yes. So oh man, dude, I'm so I'm so happy. That it's you're only running. twenty minutes, but it, again, it's I'm it's twenty there. minutes more than you ran yesterday, right? Exactly, exactly. So so yeah, I, I'm at I did the not point. See your story this morning, and also oh. I didn't run at all. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't I, brag, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I completely avoided running. I am there was no running happening, and it's all good. Well, I you guys are all running. That, like, there's none left for me, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. We used it all up. We used, it <laughs> all, used all the yeah. running. <laughs> it's a limited resource. No, you know who's using all the running? Nick is using all the running. Oh, Nick is using geez. all the running. Yeah. I mean, okay. he's putting in, I, you know, sometimes he's like, yeah, I did 10 miles. I'm like, you did what? I did 2.2, and I'm like wiped. <laughs> yeah, I think I did maybe a mile, maybe a little bit over a mile. <laughs> uh, I, the one thing that I'm noticing, though, is Couch to 5K is progressing for me, is now that the, now, like the next run, you ready? The next run is eight minutes of running, three minutes of walking, eight minutes of running. Oh, That's wow. it. How many? It, so between those, like, so you have eight minutes of running and three minutes of walking. Mm-hmm. Does it tell you how many minutes between those you can take sitting? How many Doritos can you have to? Oh, yeah. my God. There was, so when I did, when I did week one, uh, the first day of week one, I did the run, and I was just like, how the hell am I going to run for more than 60 seconds? Like, 60 seconds was like, that's crazy. Today, I did my first eight-minute run. That's awesome, So man. it was five minutes, eight minutes, five minutes. And I was so happy. I was like, because I thought the eight-minute run was going to kill me. I really did. I was just expecting to like, because on the Apple Watch, you have the fall alert. And I was fully expecting it to start calling 911 for me at like halfway down. <laughs> but it's, it's amazing. Your body just, it's like making, right? 
you think like, I'm going to make my, when you made your first cutting board, we've all made cutting boards, right? So you make your first cutting board and it takes forever <laughs> to get that first board done. And then you start learning the processes and you start getting Bruce's tip. Bruce, Bruce, by the way, you are a freaking genius, dude. Oh, uh, we got to use his last name. Oh, yeah. Bruce, Bruce Ulrich. A. Ulrich. Yes. <laughs> And, um, and it's at Brew Daddy. <laughs> that's what my wife calls him. She just she doesn't even call him Bruce. She's he's Brew Daddy. <laughs> um, the tip of eighty one twenty two twenty. That's enough if you raise the grain before you do it. Bruce, you are a freaking genius, dude. Because I used to go from sixty eighty one twenty two twenty three twenty, and I did. Then I would raise the grain and do the three twenty again. I was doing so much sanding on these damn boards. <laughs> I couldn't get any of them out the door. Now. Pfft, no time at all no time at all see i only like i don't even start that low i start at 120 yeah that, i start about 120 150 i i start at 120 because i'm way too lazy to make a sled for my planer yeah oh. <laughs> so i started i start i was starting at 60 i was like nah just plane it a little more it's faster right right i need a planer <laughs> dude once you get a planer, you want to make cutting boards. That's well, exactly. all you want to do. I mean, that's the reason yeah. why I don't make more of that type of thing, cutting boards or anything like that, because the only thing I have is my Ryo, uh, Ryobi um, belt sander. I have and that it, one. Yeah, and, it, and I love it. And it gets it flat enough, quote unquote, mm-hmm. flat enough, but it's not cutting board you know, quality. It's It can be, but it's a lot, a lot of freaking work. work. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's much easier to just do with a planer. Yeah. So for me also, like, the planer is what I use because I tend to get lazy with taking the glue off. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you end up with, like, the uh, the glue cactus on the bottom where it's like, oh, that is, like, Braille. What the (laughs) hell is that? (laughs) My workbench, I completely ruined one of my workbenches because it's just got glue dripping all over. Now I'm smart. I put paper down. Like, I've gotten smarter. I I admit. I got to get one of those silicone pads. Sorry, they work. The, the, the silicon mats from Rockler. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. the Anywhere. best. Yeah, it's the best. It's or, it's an investment if you don't have one and you think you're gonna use, just buy one. You ha- you, so you use that, Justin? I, I do. I have one of the normal size ones, and I got one of the XL ones too. Oh, I gotta um, get them. And yeah, having two is cool because then if I have something on the other one or it's just covered with other stuff I haven't put away, I can just get the other one out. Um, but yeah. even if you don't Nothing. have those, I found if like on Nothing sticks my to old it. workbench, I just put. Like, if you put a good coat of, like, paste wax on it, normally you can get the glue to just pop off if it's in drops from glue-ups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to have to, like... Don't they have ones that are interlocking, too, so you can kind of, like, expand them? Yeah, their XL ones have little things on the side that you can lock them together, but I only okay. have one, so I can't hmm. see how yeah, well yeah. it works. I got to get, get some of those, actually. Because I'm using, like, a roll of, like, butcher paper. Oh, yeah, over, I, over. that's the same thing I do. Well, you've seen many, any of my videos, that brown paper. I've uh-huh. got a big roll that my girlfriend got for her daughter when she was, like, three years old that I never used, and it's, like, 300. I don't even know how many feet. Way more than 300. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that stuff. But Yeah, oh, it's the best. Because it, it's cheap. It, it gets stained or whatever. You just throw it away. Throw it out. Mm-hmm. It's not the most environmentally uh, whatever, but whatever. You know <laughs> it's what? probably made I, from I, recycled materials. Yeah, exactly. Right. I and it and it is recyclable in the end unless you put mineral oil all over it, which <laughs> tends to be what I do. <laughs> I I was having so much fun this week. I think was it this week? No, it was last weekend where it was like I was just in the shop like all weekend just yeah. doing cutting boards and it was just such a nice 
Like I do a lot of jewelry now. I mean, that's no, it's no secret. That's become my thing. I do jewelry and that is fun and it's nice, but you don't feel like you're in the shop when you're doing jewelry. Like I'm sitting at a table. I have all my supplies in front of me and I have it organized and it feels more like crafting than making sometimes. And that's kind of a bummer for me because I like, I do like woodwork. I just don't have a lot of it. You know, people aren't asking me for a lot of woodwork stuff. They're asking me for jewelry. So I'm making jewelry right now. And then, there, you know, I was clearing the backlog and I'm doing this board and I'm doing a cutting board here and I'm doing this board. And I'm like, you know, I really love doing this. Like, I love being down in that shop, <laughs> like making sawdust. And after I was done, it was nice to just clean up the shop and just take a look around and go, this is my shop. I right. like my shop. <laughs> yeah. You survey your what? kingdom after you clean it. <laughs> so, Justin, what like what would you say is your favorite thing to make? Like, if, of all the things, because you do a lot of woodworking, you do a lot of turning, some three D printing. Like, what would you say if you had to pick one thing? What was your what's the favorite? That's a tough question. <laughs> uh, and and I, you might not have one because I don't have one. So yeah, I, I don't know if if I can say that I have a favorite, but like as far as a, a group of things. Mm-hmm. Like pins, bottle stoppers, like bottle openers. I, again, I don't know if they're my favorite, but I I really enjoy making them. Just so a lot of like turning, of how much freedom you, you have. Yeah, yeah. Turning is a is probably one of your favorite things. Yeah, and I think it helps because with those, it's instant gratification. Like a pin, you can do in half an hour, and you're done, and you mm-hmm. have a thing. Like you don't have to wait for a glue up. You don't have to like wait for yeah. finish to dry or any of this stuff you can start a pen half hour later or an hour depending on how long you've been doing it you have a thing like it's done yeah that that is kind of cool like how how much you can do as far as a pen goes like you can have it done you can have it done very very quickly yeah like vincent you talk yeah. about somebody asks you for like a, a pendant or something mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah i can make that i can send it out the next day like i could if i have a pin kit on hand i could do the same thing it's just mm-hmm. like even though it's getting to be very cold in my garage i can still go out there like i was out there today even though it's chilly like a little colder than chilly today but still <laughs> um i was out there turn on a little space heater don't run anything else because the electrical setup in my garage sucks so it's <laughs> i hear you i hear you <laughs> But you're, yeah, you're I can at least run my lathe and stand there with a space heater on me and crank out. I cranked out Christmas ornaments today. Well, I got, so. to, I got to imagine too turning, turning, and I've never turned a single thing in my life, and it's on my list, of course. But it seems like one of those things where you you see it coming, you see from raw material to you, you watch the whole process, and it's a very visual thing where you, you can see it coming into shape. And I think yeah. that's got to be really rewarding. Like same with like glass work and stuff like that. You can kind of see it taking shape as you do it. That's got to be really satisfying. Yeah, and you can make adjustments on the fly like that too, because like you're shaping it as you're going. So like I was turning um, an ornament today. I got an ornament kit, and essentially it needed a, a Christmas tree shape between mm-hmm. the ends. So I was trying to turn the Christmas tree shape and. It was like, oh, now this piece, like, it doesn't look symmetrical enough, so I could easily just go back, and I didn't have to, like, stop what I was doing and look at it and, like, measure anything. I could just, as I went, I could make the adjustments Adjust. I needed to make, and I ended up with a little Christmas tree, so. Ah, yeah, see, I, I could totally see how that could be a super rewarding medium yeah. to work with, so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I... I... I love watching people turn stuff. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I don't have a lathe yet. 
Um, but I love watching. It's the most satisfying thing ever and to calming. watch. It's like a very calming thing too. It just comes out of nowhere. And then you see people like Ashley Harwood and mm-hmm. you're like, I just don't know how I will ever be able to do what, like, she did a demo. I forgot whose channel she did it on, but she did a demo to make, she wanted to make the smallest possible thing she could make with traditional turning tools. And she made this, this ornament looking thing that was so delicate. And I'm like, that's just a level of skill. I don't even comprehend. Like, how do you get to that level of anything? It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Totally. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Um, we got uh, our usual sponsor breaks, and uh, we'll be back in a moment. We talked last week a lot about reviews, and yep. we actually had more reviews come in. I love it. I love it. That makes me so happy. I love reviews. They're the best. Um, we have two reviews. We have some listener feedback, and we had some interesting stories, so we're just going to plow through them. Um, first review was by Craiger21. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts and definitely the best new show of the year. You will not be disappointed subscribing and listening. Craiger, I don't know who you are, but you're my new best friend. Exactly. <laughs> you're my new best friend of the year. Exactly. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And I love, by the way, I love that you guys are giving us five-star reviews. Like, we don't have, like, four-star reviews. Like, you guys are committed. I freaking love it. Um, I thought about doing four stars when I did my review, but I was like, no, that seems like kind of a jerk move. <laughs> well, especially considering at that time we probably had like 10, so you would 10% of our reviews would have been four stars. That would have been a real <laughs> dick move, dude. I think, because um, I did it on Stitcher, I think I was the only one there. Yeah, the you were the so, Stitcher yeah, review, yes. I was like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't be the first one and a four star. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Justin. Yeah. Yes. Uh, making a show about makers. Terrific. Five stars from Frank Roach, my good friend Frank Roach. Um, this show is a must listen. I admire the maker movement, and Vincent and Ethan do a great high energy job with this show. Plus, they get great guests and have real conversations with them. Well done. Yeah, we do get a lot of praise for not doing like straight up interviews with our guests. And, and even not being so scripted, too. I think that's the other feedback I've gotten. Whether it's formally or not formally, it's, it's, you know, people like to just hear people talk back and forth, you know? Like a chat. They like yeah, a good chat. Exactly. People, yeah. like, people like chats. And that's, I think that's what we do that, I'm not going to criticize other podcasts, but I mean, it's very rare to find a podcast where they don't come in with like talking points. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want your talking points. I really, really don't want your talking points. <laughs> I swear to you, I will stop listening to podcasts where I feel like they're just reading off a script. It's not that it's a bad show. It's just not what I want to hear. Right. You know, I can, I can, if I want scripted stuff, I can watch TV and get that. Um, we also got listener feedback, an actual email. Um, Vincent, I finally got a chance to listen to your podcast with Jason, and I wanted to thank you. I, oh, oh, look at this. I started selling on Etsy in March and was <laughs> starting to feel disheartened for the first, and I'm sure not the last time. The part of your chat with Jason about perseverance was just what I needed to hear. I was particularly struck when you guys were talking about making sure people can find you because no matter how good your product is, without being seen, it, can be bought, it can't be bought. So I decided to change things up, redoubling my efforts, and just as an extra bit of motivation, I got my first sale today since I'm sorry to have made this so long, but thank you very much for the convo. Message received, Cedric. Well, Cedric, that's what we're here for, but I mean... Hearing that you were taking what we said to heart and that it motivated you to get going, that's freaking awesome. I, I love that. It's, I, it, it just makes any, – any response like that just makes me want to come back every Monday, right? It, I mean – It does. I mean, you know, you don't – see, the thing is you don't get a lot of feedback doing this. 
Like right. you don't. Sometimes you feel like you're you're talking into an aircraft hangar, hangar and you're the only one. And it's but it, it when I get feedback with people saying that we've motivated them to do something or yeah, dude, I I appreciate that. And I I again I said it last week. I'll say it again. I really appreciate um, Jason putting our show in the feed for wealth, power, and influence because we have picked up quite a few new listeners. So if you joined us. Based on hearing us on Jason's feed, thank you so much for giving us a sub and having a listen. I hope you stick around and drop us an email. Let us know, you know, what you like, what you don't like, if there's stuff you want to talk about. You know, we are very open when we don't have a guest. Sometimes the guest just joins the conversation like Justin is, but we are very open to talking about pretty much anything, maker, Mm -hmm. creativity, starting a business, building your brand, all that stuff. Um, We are definitely open to talking about it, so... Pop in, let us know what you want, and we'll be happy to give it to you. We have, we don't really do a lot of prep for this show, believe it or yeah. not. Uh, a lot or any, <laughs> or, or any. It's yeah, like my, we. My wife we asked have, me um, while we were eating, just before starting. Well, a little bit before, but um, like what we were going to talk about, and I was like, I don't know. Oh no, Justin. That is the exact same conversation I have every Monday night with my girlfriend. She's like. <laughs> Uh, so what are you guys talking about tonight? I'm like, well, this week at least I had, I was like, oh, well, we're talking to Justin. Oh, and by the way, just a quick side note. Um, my girlfriend, her name's Bettina. Uh, she, I don't know, I think it was, she must have read one of your comments on one of my posts or something like that. But somehow she saw you, uh, your name and she thought that was the most clever uh, Instagram handle ever. So <laughs> well, well I can't done, take sir. all well the done. credit for it. Um, it, my, it was my wife's idea. So I don't remember exactly how it came about. It was a conversation that we were having about what I should use for, at the time it was just going to be like YouTube and like a making blog that we were actually both going to do. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about what it should be called. And I think she suggested bare naked, but as like, just instead of naked, make it. So just still be B-A-R-E. Right, right, and right. it was like, well... But then make for it. a logo, we could use a bear paw and call it bear make it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yes, let's do this. And it, it's it was... so simple and so, so clever. I love it. I, and yeah. yeah. Well, and, and hats off to you for giving the credit where credit's due. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Well, I, I think if she, she heard this stuff. and she yeah. didn't give her the credit, he might be on the couch for a couple of nights. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, would not, it would not go well. I, w- I would just tell her that something happened where we couldn't record. So she can never, she can't hear it. I, Ethan I swore again, and they had to cut the whole session. Yeah, it was just potty mouth from start to finish. Accidentally, <laughs> the second half of the show didn't get uploaded. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or more likely recently, which has been really annoying. Like Cast will just like kick out a file, and it's like, oh, there's no audio in that file. I'm gonna have to remix that a two or three more times trying to get so actual weird. audio. There was yeah. one episode that we did a couple of weeks ago, and I still just, it still gives me cringe feels every time. It was like, it took me hours, yeah. hours to edit. And it was just like, this was messed up. And then the transition, the transition into the sponsor break was so bad that I just cut it out entirely. I'm like, I'm not. Oh, yeah, I noticed to, that. I, I was like, I'm oh. not trying to fix that. <laughs> yeah. Screw it. <laughs> not worth it. Um, I think I did it again with Jason's episode, too. It was like, yeah. I'm not dealing with this well, crap. It, Jason's episode, the weirdest thing was, I didn't even I didn't get kicked off because I could st- I could still hear you, mm-hmm. but 
I couldn't hear him. So I could hear your responses to him talking. It was which, the weirdest thing. Which literally makes no sense because right. we're all in the same chat room yeah. with audio. Like, how is that even a thing? I don't understand. Again, everyone thinks that podcasts are just you show up, you hit record, and you publish. It's And don't get me wrong. For some people, that's exactly how it works. Well, but yeah. not for not for some of us, the, <laughs> the grunts. <laughs> the grunts. So we have... I didn't. I don't know how to approach this because we don't usually talk really sad stuff on the show. But I definitely didn't want to let this go right. without mentioning it because um, last week one of the reviews that we got was my friend um, Bruce, um, not Bruce Ulrich, another Bruce. Um, and I definitely didn't want this to go. I found out today actually from friends in the Jason Stapleton group, which he's also a member of. Um, that his son passed away on Saturday, um, and I got to I got to talk to Bruce on my drive home today just to make sure he was okay and to send condolences to his family. But I wanted to make sure we did it officially on the podcast as a podcast because Bruce is a pretty loyal listener. He's been there since the beginning, and I wanted to just offer the condolences of the podcast to Bruce and his family. And you know, I've already told him this, but Bruce, if there's anything you need at all, you know where to find me. My number is hopefully in your phone now and if you need to even if you just need to vent you know where to find me you can find me anytime and i will be there for you man i'm really sorry you had you're going through this um and i just hope that somehow in some way you and your family find some peace through all this craziness well put all right um yeah i had i just had to i can't let i can't let that go without saying something especially for someone who's been a fan as long as bruce has so right Okay, happier, happier stuff. Um, I was actually a guest on a podcast for once. Yes, I want to hear about this. I, we have we haven't talked. I knew you were going on it, but I have yeah. not heard anything about it. So I'm. Oh my god, I was so bleary. So guys, we typically record this at eight p.m. Um, we record this at like eight p.m. Eastern time. Which thank you by the way, Justin, for coming on as early as you did because I know it's like seven for you, right? I know so early. Yeah, Wait, so where, early, Justin. Where are you again? Sorry. Uh, Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. He sounds like you... Are you part Canadian, or do you have, like, Canadian family or something? Because there's almost no. a Canadian accent going on a little bit. No, that's bit. just, like, I'm in South Canada. I'm in Minnesota. <laughs> South Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so, we record at 8 o'clock Eastern, and after we recorded last week, I had the brilliant idea of, well, I'm going to be a guest on another podcast. So, at 10 o'clock Eastern, I did podcast round two. Um, it was, like, my friends over at Digital Soup, which... No big deal. I, just digital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wanted to torture them. So as a patron, I got to pick um, – they do something called a super – S-O-U-P-E-R, which is really clever. A super review. And they pick a movie, and they, they deep dive the movie. And I'm like, okay, cool. So as a patron, I got to pick a movie for them to do a super review of. So I had a choice in my head. I was like, I can either give them a great sci-fi movie, which I was going to give them the fifth element. Oh, yeah. Or <laughs> – I could give them quite possibly one of the worst movies ever made, <laughs> and that's what I gave them. And I gave them Masters of the Universe from 1987. <laughs> it is literally one of the uh, worst movies ever yeah. made. It is yep. horrific. There is no redeeming value to this movie. No, but it's what is so bad. It, that's exactly it. It's exactly. not, and it's not even so bad. It's good. It's just so bad. So bad. It's terrible. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I give them the movie, and 
you know, I was talking to Dave and I was talking to Jason and it basically came up, why don't you come on and do it with us? I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Why would I do that? No. And I was like, all right, fine. So I got on and I did, I did the super review with them and it was super fun. We had a great time. It was like an hour and a half episode, which I, I could chat about the stuff that we were talking about all day long. We had a great time. It was a great podcast. And obviously it's Dave, Jason and Adam. Dave, for those of you who are longtime listeners of the podcast, Dave Swiduck was episode one. Episode one of Because We Make. Dave Swiduck <laughs> was the guest because he was the inspiration for the podcast, which I think right. I said about 50 times last week. <laughs> but yeah, so I did Digital Soup. It was a hell of a lot of fun. If yeah, you have a, a moment, uh, I, I'll find what episode number it is and I'll probably I'll link it up in the show notes. But Digital Soup Podcast, and let's see, it was episode 149, the super review of Bastards of the Universe. And 149, that's impressive. Dude, they are been, they've been going yeah. a long freaking yeah, time. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that long. That's yeah. awesome. Well done, yeah. guys. Any podcast that can last. You know, the, the the I was telling a friend of mine today that the cutoff for podcasts, this has been studied many, many times. She wants to start a podcast, and I told her today, by the way, if she starts a podcast, we'll have her on as a guest to promote, because she's really... Got Wait, an who? interesting Sorry, story. Who? Was that? Oh, yeah. Who are you talking about? A friend of mine. It, um, she wants to start a podcast. Oh, okay. Just a and okay. I, I told her, I was like, if you start a podcast, you can come on because I know her story is going to be really, really interesting. Cool, cool. And she's, um, I told her, I said, don't worry, as long as you can get past episode twenty, you're good. Because I remember a couple of years ago, I read this thing where if you make it past twenty episodes of a podcast, you're good. Like huh. you're going to keep going with it. But most podcasts die before the twentieth episode, and we are in twenty two, by the way, so we're good. Mm. Okay, hey. good job. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> of course, we'll probably be 25 and we'll be done. <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> they renew our contract at episode 100. What do you think? Yeah, all right. Totally. <laughs> uh, what else we have on the agenda here? I'll cross that off. Okay, so Ethan, you know, get back to the making part of things now. Ethan did something just batshit crazy. Um, you hydro dipped leather. Yeah, literally tonight um, or today. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, this might be, this is kind of my thing of the week, so I'm going to bring that in right now. But, oh, um, interesting. Yeah, so hydro dipping. I, I never, I've seen it, and I, I've seen the image, and I've seen guitars, because I'm a, a huge guitar guy, um, but I never knew what it was called until uh, Mike Clifford of Industrial Maker, um, did I get that right? Industrial? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, he did a recent video where he built his own guitar electric guitar body and then hydro dipped it and he did it a ton of different times he tweaked it he it was a really great video so go check it out um if you haven't seen it um but then uh then trevor of uh maker experiment um on instagram and youtube also did a video on it was more of kind of an experimental using acrylic he made these uh ornaments you know christmas ornaments and he cut them out with his laser, and he did a, duff, a bunch of different tests where he did different primers, different uh, paints, all that. And I saw his video, and between the two of them, I was like, I got to see if I can do this with leather. <laughs> and so that's what I did. So I made, um, going with the guitar theme, I made a, I've made them before, but I uh, make these guitar uh, pick. So like a guitar pick, um, keychains out of leather that you can kind of keep a couple guitar picks on on your keychain. And I made one of those, and I just like, all right, I've got some glue. I mean, I've got some uh, paint in my shop. I'm just going to try to hydro dip them. So that I did it this afternoon, and I put out a video. 
and it's not perfect, um, but and I still think I can get it better. But it came out pretty cool. Like it's not it's not bad, right? No, it's no, not it bad cool. at all. <laughs> yeah, it looked I, like a weird kind of tie dye. Yeah, it's it's like a cross between tie dye and like psychedelic swirls. I I think the difference between this and tie dye is the hydro dip is a little bit more like swirls, versus kind of a I don't know. I always think of tie dye as being more of like a sun with a center and like exploding yeah. outwards. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy what hydro dipping. I it always blows my mind that the the paint doesn't blend together. Right. Like, I don't understand why that works the way it does, but it just does. It and, just and does. I have no idea why it works. So basically what hydro dipping is, is you put paint on top of a container of water. So you have a container and you put the paint on top. I don't understand like what it is about dipping whatever you're dipping in. It sticks to whatever you're dipping in and doesn't come off of it as you dip it into the water. Like, yeah, I don't I- know how that works. I would think that I would think just, you know, looking at the way it works, like, okay, it's oil based, so it floats on top of the water and then you push the stuff through. I would expect that as the, that it would wanna climb off of what you're pushing into right. the water and go back up to but it doesn't happen. It just sticks. I magic. don't understand. It is. It is a little bit like magic. It's 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 crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean literally this was my first try ever it's not perfect but it's got something there it's, it's a very cool technique i think it's got some uh legs to it so yeah so are you I gonna do you... Go, ahead. go ahead i'm sorry okay um i was just gonna say that i can tell you that your very first try went much better than my very first and only try at that so far <laughs> <laughs> so what did you try to do so i was making um centerpieces for my brother's wedding last uh, two years ago now i think it was Okay. And this is when we lived in Arizona, and I had seen some some videos, but I hadn't done a lot of research on exactly how to do it. And what I had seen was use spray paint on top of water, and the, the spray paint will sit there, and then you right. can dip. Yeah. So I had 3D printed a D20 that was hollow in the middle, like a vase, so you could put flowers in there. And I was like, okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna hydro dip this because then it'll be all swirly like dice are, you know? Right. And so I grab it. And I shove it down in the water, well, slowly, like you're supposed to, except I think what the problem was is that I was in Arizona at the time. I did this in our backyard that we had that had no shade, so the sun was just beating down on this paint on top of the water. So oh, I no. think it actually dried the paint <laughs> it before have, I yeah. did nothing. <laughs> oh, no. So yeah. I, I okay. do this, and I pull it out of the water, and it's like nothing had happened. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I try it again, and I try to get it further down in the water. And so now... My arm is covered in paint. None of the paint really sticks to the <laughs> D20 where it should, except in places where it's globbed and it, oh, it looks Christ. terrible. And in the process, I ruined my smartwatch that I was wearing and didn't even oh, think no. about taking off because I dipped my whole hand in the water. Oh, no. So, yeah, it was a, a giant mess. And then I had to try to clean all this paint off of me and the thing. And I was <laughs> trying to salvage the thing by getting the paint off of it. And it was like, no, nah, I just got to reprint this thing. So <laughs> I have... You know, your your story there makes me think of something, and you're, I don't mean this in a negative way at all. I'm an idiot? You've had some <laughs> moments in the shop where I'm watching the video and I just go, no, <laughs> like, you, things break, thing, and it's like, how is he, like, sane after stuff? All right, before you answer I, that, Justin, I think that's one, that's one of my favorite things about yes. Like I think that's very approachable, and I think that's what we all do. Because listen, I this wasn't perfect. It's it turned out okay, but I think that's it's a super healthy and approachable thing to to show that 
things don't always go well, right? Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent. But man, Justin, you have had some, oh, I know. some moments, and it's awesome. Like, yeah, exactly. That's, a, that's it's, awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, I, <laughs> if it's uh, just bad karma or what? But, <laughs> yeah, because you I piss think off I one of the maker of gods. <laughs> like, yeah, cutting the. What did I cut wrong? Oh, you cut something backwards like a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and I was just like, "Oh, the, oh the no!" The dice box that I made when I was yes, the box it just made half. a really like, short I, dice box afterwards. Yeah, it was, which is fine. The dice still fit and it worked, mm-hmm. and it, you know oh, whatever. Yeah, oh yeah, and the dice box. The, I thought I thought it ended up re- like awesome. Oh yeah, and I'm the, super happy with how it turned out. Yeah, like, I I'm, I think it's actually good that it happened because I think it would have been too tall otherwise because mm-hmm. the dice I think would have bounced around way too much inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's fine. Uh, and then that skateboard pin, like that one, I think that was the one that pretty much exploded on me. Yeah, it basically blew apart. Yep. Yeah. And it was like, ah, no way. I don't know how to have to remake this whole thing. So, yeah, it was. It's really, I, I, there have been times where I've just, I actually feel for you as <laughs> things happen. I'm like, I appreciate that. Oh, no, dude, what happens? Yeah, I don't, I, I, I think part of it. Well, the skateboard pin, I don't know if there was anything I could have done to prevent that. I think that was just because the epoxy should have been set and all that. Yeah. It should have been fine. Um, But yeah, some things I think I just assume I know what I'm doing. And (laughs) it's like, okay. And I think with the the dice box, I had cut three sides of it. And I think my dad had come over, like he had just gotten home from work or something. And he had come over and said something like, what are you making or whatever. And I was like, oh, this, that I'm cutting this off. And I was like, okay, cool. And then he left, and I went back to cutting. And, yeah, that's when I was, like, halfway through the cut. And I was like, oh, you idiot. You didn't double check and see what side you were supposed to cut on. And, and as as you were cutting it in the video, I'm like, oh, shit, he's cutting the wrong side. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 stop, dude. Oh, no. And then and you you could see your face when you realized what happened. And almost like. Oh man, I just feel so bad for him right now. Like, yeah. what's gonna happen? But it's happened to all of us, right? And that's the thing yeah. is like, and I think that's probably Vincent. That's probably like your reaction because you know that feeling. Oh, right? I know that feeling so, dude. My yeah. last project, I, I told this story once already, but when, when I had Steve Ramsey on, I even told him I didn't finish the last project. What I right, didn't right. tell Steve Ramsey was the reason I didn't finish the last project was because I tried it twice. And I screwed it up both times to the point where I was like, I'm just not doing this project. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing this. Like, you had to cut a rabbit. And the, so it was a shelf. And you had to cut a center support um, in this cabinet. And you had to cut two dados at the same height. On all, You know, they're not directly um, connected to each other. So they're one's up high, one's a little lower. And then they have to connect to the side panels. And a dado has to be at the – No. Just no, I just apparently don't have the visualization skills to make that work. And I cut one and I cut the other and I went to put the shelf in. And I was like, what, what the hell was I even thinking when I did this? Like, what, what? No, <laughs> this is just not going to work. So I took the whole thing apart. I started to make it again. I got everything done. You cut all this and then you get to the point where you cut the dados. And I did literally the exact same thing. I'm like, okay, this project is just, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> and I, I'm, so yeah, that feeling of you're midway through the cut and you, it clicks in your head while you're doing it. And you're like, well, that's, that's garbage. That's, that, <laughs> that's for the scrap pile. Yep. That's for the scrap pile. Yep. That one too. Oh, good. Y'all look at, look at all the wood I just wasted. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've even had it where like I'm halfway through the cut and I'm like, I feel like I'm doing this wrong, and then like I don't stop. I'm just like, no, no, I'm doing it right. I'm absolutely doing this right. It's fine. I, I go with everything it. up. I thought about it beforehand. I did it right, and then that's when I finish. And I'm like, nope, you did it wrong, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy how your your instincts will tell mm-hmm. you you're oh, totally. right. Well, yeah. you're wrong, and your right. brain is like, screw you, instincts, we're doing yeah. this. Right. What do you know? <laughs> I can muscle it through, right? Like Plow through, plow yeah. through. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, it, even if I did it wrong, I can fix it, and mm-hmm. then it's something where, oh, no, I can't fix that. Yeah, no, Luckily, I in had... my case most, case, most times I can fix it, but there are some, like your case, where it's like, you could, but maybe it's it's not worth it. It's not yeah, worth no, it's it. not. It's just not worth. Yeah, I've I've not had a fix. What I've done, you know what I always get wrong. <laughs> I still to this day always get it wrong. When I'm cutting the rabbit out of a picture frame, and mm-hmm. like you cut the forty fives, it's you're damn lucky if I get that part right to begin <laughs> with. Because I've cut so many trapezoids in my life, you have no freaking idea. <laughs> See, that's uh, why you just need to make trapezoid picture frames. Just my favorite shape. My favorite shape for picture frame size is the parallelogram because I cut, I cut it and I just cut the other side. And I'm like, no, dummy, you gotta flip the goddamn piece of wood. What are you doing? Why do you keep doing this? What is wrong with you? I actually have gotten to a point where I actually will write on the damn piece of wood, flip this over, and then cut it, and then flip it. So I know that I have to flip it over to cut the other one. (laughs) I don't know why. I have a mental block about doing it, and every picture frame ends up shorter than I intended it to be because I have to cut an extra triangle off of every piece. (laughs) uh, Again, talking about Bruce, but Bruce did a post last week where he wrote him. He had to go to bed. He was like, I'm done for the night. And he like wrote himself. A oh, note he wrote himself a note. Yeah, I saw board. that. And I thought that was hilarious, but also super brilliant. He was like, "Yeah, future Bruce, uh, <laughs> this this, yeah. this side up on the planer or something yes, like that." Like, yes. Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, that's I could totally you know because we don't really think about that, right? We as makers, you don't think about that in the moment, right? Until you screw it up, and then you're right. like, oh, it's like when you." You'll, you'll, I, I have the habit of, I've gotten in the habit of drawing with pencil when I'm doing a lot of sanding, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, that's what all the cool makers do, right? right? Yep. But there are times where I will draw in pencil, I'll do the side that I'm working on, and I'll be like, this is good, all the pencil's gone. Put the oil on, flip it over, there's pencil marks. Like, dummy, you didn't do the other <laughs> side of the freaking board. What is wrong with you? There's so many... God, I've had so many what is wrong with you moments in the shop. And it's, mm-hmm. I, I always, I'm okay with making mistakes, but the problem is I always make the same ones, especially yeah. well, we the parallelogram frame sides. Like, that's, I do that way more than I like to admit. That's the annoying thing. We talked about it last week. It's like, it's not, I don't care if I make a mistake. It's when I make the same mistake like four or five times and you know better, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah and mm-hmm. like, what do I have to do to not make right. that mistake? Right. Like, why am I making. Clearly, I'm not visualizing correctly what I need to be doing. Okay, fine. I get it. So what do I have to do to visualize it correctly? Because, damn it, I'm wasting a lot of wood now. (laughs) Uh, Real quick, uh, Justin, you just mentioned the D20, the uh, 20-sided die, right? Yeah. yeah. Dice. Um, Vincent, he was, like, one of the first people to ever, like, tag me or shout me out in a post, and it was about... He posted a 20 die lamp that he made, and he referenced a concrete lamp that I made. And this was like, like three months in me joining Instagram, and that wow. was like I had never been tagged or mentioned in a comment before. So, 
that just goes to show you who Justin is. So Aww. I just wanted, I just I wanted to point that out because that reminded me when you were talking about the D20. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that I e- I forgot that I even I forgot I even posted that. That was yeah, well, it meant something to me. So I appreciate <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you remember it. That's, that's the important <laughs> Did, thing. Is that the the solo cup concrete lamp that you posted no, on uh, video no, number two? It, this oh, okay. was a uh, it was like a, a steel frame with concrete insert desk lamp i make a lot of desk lamps apparently um but yeah this is like you have yeah exactly uh not enough not enough for as many lamps that i have you just have one poorly lit desk well not poorly lit anymore but (laughs) he has as many desks as chris salamone has media consoles (laughs) there you go exactly exactly but but yeah so we didn't i remember that and i appreciate that so ethan what we didn't we didn't talk about the big news of the week what's that did you launch your YouTube channel? Oh yes, yes. Oh yeah. I've been talking about Holy it. Holy crap! Every how did we almost not talk about that? <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. So now I have to add another line to your bio in the show notes. That another place to find Ethan. Ethan Carter has, and not the wrestler, has a YouTube channel. I now. do. I do. I launched it on Friday. Um, I got to tell you. I mean, I'm gonna get it sappy for a second. Go it, for it, buddy. I I launched it. I knew there would be a couple people that would shout it out, you know, whatever. It, it was, I was, I'm blown away by how many people came out of the woodworks and on Instagram and just gave me a shout out, told people to go check it out. It was a, I think a very successful launch in my opinion. My videos are not perfect yet. I'm still learning. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was blown away and, and, as you can tell, speechless. It was just it, the community. We talk about it a lot. The community is fantastic. Everyone is amazing um, in this community, and I just it reaffirmed it or affirmed it. I don't know. I'm. You can tell. I'm it's, choked up. It, so, it, it was so amazing how many people came out and just gave me support and encouragement and shouts out, shout outs and everything. And it was it was awesome. So I really really. Do appreciate it, but yeah, I can finally say, I I can finally stop saying actually that I'm working on starting a YouTube channel because I actually did. So it's live. Go check it out if you will. We'll have the link. We'll have the link under Ethan's bio in the show notes because he opened it with a bang. <laughs> I mean, you did the, this this mantle clock that you did is gorgeous thank you thank you and there is a there is it's what what i love about it it's totally not my aesthetic yeah it's no, totally exactly. not I my knew, style i know it wouldn't be for a lot of people right and i'm watching it's not mine you know, either I, to be honest i watched <laughs> your process and it's just it's gorgeous it's like I, I, i'm getting you. pissed off at you because you're getting into <laughs> woodwork and it's pissing stay in your lane mofo <laughs> go back to leather yeah <laughs> no i know i know you're into animals, not trees, okay? Right. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> what the hell is this crap? Well, now we got to uh, look out for So I got to start doing more leather. That's it. That's, just, that's it. Right. Yeah. That's the only we'll That's take, the only we'll take leather from him. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. No, I appreciate leather. it. Thanks. And then me, yeah. and, me and Ethan are going to start doing jewelry so you don't have that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Watch out, Vincent. <laughs> and then I'm getting a lathe and I'm going to start making pens. So screw you. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah. That no, is it's exciting, awesome. and and I'm excited. I know it's going to slow down now, and it's going to be a grind, but but I'm excited. It's something obviously I've wanted to do for a while. So it's you know that that's the kind of grind that I don't mind. Like doing right, starting sure. with this podcast, like the first episode had like 40 listeners when I launched it, and I was so excited. Like, how did right. 40 people find out about this on day one? I'm cool with that. 
and it's it's hard to sometimes it's hard to stick you know jason talked about it you know mm-hmm. when he was starting his show and it's like yeah 200 listeners is nice but i can't grow a business on 200 listeners right, right. you know and it's funny because i just realized that after having him on and then having our show in his feed we're at about where he was when he started his right. podcast right. so i'm like if he can end up where he ended up and we're where he was when he realized he couldn't go further where he was we might be in pretty good shape. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we might be in pretty good shape. But yeah, that grind, dude, you're going to appreciate that grind. I'm assuming Absolutely. you have at least two more videos ready to go already? Uh, they're not finished. I've got I've got three more videos that I have enough footage for and the edits in the works. But it's wow. going to, yeah, it... I, I will I said it last week too I think um it it is a it's a different kind of edit it's a very it's a learning curve for me I've done it how many videos on Instagram um and I think I've gotten that down for the most part but oh yeah Instagram I mean for YouTube longer format voiceovers all of that it's it's a learning curve so I'm still learning for sure so but you... it's it's exciting it's really really nice and I just I I get choked up just talking about it it's it everyone's been so supportive so and on your instagram videos you haven't really done voiceovers have you like no never like, yeah like a one minute clip of just showing the process and text yeah, on yeah. the screen maybe right yeah it's 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 like a one minute i'm i try to tell the story in one minute which i also yeah. really enjoy like i think that's a very fun thing to do is to try to show uh tell the story in one minute but it's a totally different animal on uh youtube as you know i mean you've done tons of yeah how many That's videos? Like twenty something, twenty plus something videos. Yeah, I've. I think I have twenty five now. Yeah, and that's. Yeah. I. I like. I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing, and because no. I even changed. Because I, my first couple of videos were, like, just music, tool sounds. I think on the first one, and then one of my buddies was like, "That was annoying," so I didn't do tool sounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I just did music with no like voiceover or anything like that because I didn't know like, I didn't even know where in Premiere I could hit record to record audio. Right. I was right. like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm lucky I edited the video. <laughs> right. <laughs> but so did you do you find it awkward to do the voiceover? Because that's one of oh the problems I had is like I don't I don't know what to say. Like I it oh is, look like, I'm cutting that's a board. The I don't want to say I'm cutting a board. Like you can see I'm cutting a board. <laughs> right, right. No, uh, absolutely. I think the voiceovers uh and the and the intro like I do the intros. I'm trying to do the intros and that's aw- super awkward. Like super awkward, uh, but yeah, the voiceovers are definitely the biggest like difference between YouTube and IG for me. But yeah. I also don't think I'm I don't think I'm uh, I don't think I could do the Jimmy Duressa. I don't think that's my style or the or the uh, Little King um, leatherworking. I don't think I can do the non voiceover. I think I need some voiceover, so I'm working on it. But yeah, yeah, it's, and it's a learning curve. Same with mine. Like I feel like I need to explain things, right? Just because it's like I, I don't all the time remember how I decided to do something. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if I don't explain that, I feel like I'm just going to confuse people. <laughs> and like I've been, I haven't, I haven't put out a video in a while because I've just been trying to do other stuff and actually make money as a business, which right, right. kind of let slip a little bit. But um, so and that's, for my next video, I'm trying to decide how I want to do it because I do feel like, like you said, the intros and outros I don't. Did you do outros in yours, or did you just have? Uh, I didn't. Under? No, I haven't done an outro. Okay. Well, yeah, and that's I've I've done intros and outros for my last couple of videos, and it just seems awkward. And it it sounds like if I do more of them, I'll just get used to it, and awkwardness will go away. But it's like I don't know if it will because 
and it might just be me, but I feel like I'm just awkward. So, like, I don't know what to, what to do. If I should go back to doing voiceovers? I've honestly thought, because what we've talked about earlier of, like, the stupid parts of my videos where I just do something stupid, I have considered doing my, a voiceover, but as, like, a different person, like a mm-hmm. sports commentator commenting on me. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> so no, I think that would be, be a different. fun angle, actually. Like, well, I think yeah. that's what it is. It's... It... I think there's something to be said for, you know, even if it's awkward, if, if you can, if it's a playful awkward, then that's fine. Like, and I don't know. I like, I love, I love uh, like Bruce's and some, like the, we built a thing guys. Most of them, they do some kind of like outtakes at the end and stuff like that. Yeah. That are kind of funny. I think that's a good way to do the outro, but again, that's not for everybody. So I think it's, I think that's a little bit of what I'm struggling with too, Justin. Is like, what, what am I? What's my voice? And I, that's a hard thing to figure out, you know. Yeah, and honestly, I would have thought by now if I have twenty some videos out there that I would have at least started to figure that out. But it's like, yeah. no, I don't. I, I still don't know what I want that to be, and that's part of the reason too that I haven't made more videos with my last couple projects. Right. I just shipped a project today to a buddy I made it for, and it's a. A record crate and i was gonna make a video on it but i was like i don't know how to make a video on this and make it good like, right right and it's like i don't because i know um i'm pretty sure david Pachudo's made a record crate and it's like i'm not gonna make anything as good as him like it's just a basic what's, record what's crate. my angle right like, yeah like what do i do to make people watch this video if they search for a record crate and see mine and, and his much more highly polished better done video like why would they choose mine <laughs> like it's yeah, and, and listen, I'm I 100% am completely in the same boat. I totally understand. I think a little bit of it is you just got to keep going though, too, yeah. right? Like and that's that's my mindset at least is I'm just going to keep going and trying to figure it out and adjust as I go and not worry about it too much, right? Yep, and that's I think and that's cuz I've got a project coming up that it's like okay, you know what? I'm just going to record a video. I have to I think I'm going to recut something on the laser that I cut for it already that I should have filmed, but mm-hmm. whatever, that's fine. Um, and like, I'll, I'll record a video and I'll do the best I can with it. And you know, it's, it's going to be iterative. I'm just right. each video. I'll just try to do better and better and better. And if I'm, if I get to a hundred video uploads and it's still not where I want it to be, then I'll do a hundred more. I don't care. Whatever. Exactly. That's well, as long as you anything. enjoy it. Right. Vincent, we've talked about this so many times. Like if you're not enjoying it, then stop doing it. Right. As yeah. long as you're enjoying it, though, keep going. Yeah. That's, that's the thing is I still have fun with it. Like, right. Part of part of what part of what makes the first, I don't know, 50 videos on YouTube. Right. Interesting is exactly what you said, Justin, is finding your voice. Right. And, you know, even even with this podcast. Right. So this podcast has evolved into something that I didn't originally intend it to be. Um, when I started this, when I started this show. I wanted it to be like behind the music with, you know, the makers that everyone knows and loves, right? And it that that worked really well. It did, and I think that's how the audience got here, and that's whatever. Mm-hmm. What ended up happening was you start to run out of people to talk to, <laughs> and, and and you know, Keith, I will say, Keith Decent warned me that this was going to happen. Yeah, he yeah, said, right. You will run out of people to talk to. You have to have an all. You better have a backup plan. He was right, and my backup plan was to hook in one of my one of my interviews as my co-host <laughs> but that gave me the ability to actually do a different kind of podcast you know where we talk about maker stuff and talk right. about what it's like to be a maker and you know juggle a life a job and a and a maker hobby and maybe sell stuff and build a brand and all all the all things that thing. yeah. that 
I couldn't talk about with a guest. Or I just can, by yourself, right? Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I could talk for hours by myself. I mean, I don't know, Ethan, I feel bad for you sometimes that you have to do a show with me because I'm pretty much, I could just sit here and talk for the whole hour and 20 minutes. That's, that's what I like about doing a show with you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, you, you do evolve mm-hmm. unexpectedly. You know, mm-hmm. you go into something with an idea and it's like, this is what it's going to be. It's going to be, I'm going to talk to all the famous makers, everyone that everyone loves, and we're going to just have a great time and... Eventually, it gets to a point. It's like that's not going. That's not sustainable. So, what do we have to do? Well, maybe you have to shift gears a little bit. And maybe have some shows with just. Maybe I need a co-host. Maybe I should get a co-host. Okay, I'll get a co-host. All right. And well, now uh, we don't have a guest this week. Well, I guess we're doing a show by ourselves this week. And oh, you know, maybe we're gonna have to take a month off because this dumbass went and got cancer. And okay, now he's gonna come back. And you know, we're just gonna do this show, and it's gonna be like a whole bunch of episodes of just me and him. Oh, look, we got a guest. That's cool. And but you never know, right? And that's kind of. It's the same thing with the YouTube channel. You know, you start, it's like, I'm going to do ASMR-type videos where I'm going to just be the cool guy, and it's just going to be the sounds of the shop, and you can hear everything tinking and banging and machines around. And it's like, okay, that didn't work so great. So now let's do chill hop music, you know, like everyone else does, and let's do, you know, a whole bunch of DJ quads in the background. All right, well, that didn't work. And, you know, you start running through your processes until you find you'll you eventually find your groove whatever the groove is you will eventually you'll stumble onto it more likely than find it mm-hmm. well exactly you know you're not going to go into it with a plan you're going to go wow that kind of worked uh, all right <laughs> that's that's the new plan that's what we're going to yeah. do now and that's do what we are what, what kind of worked and make it work more and so you right, just keep exactly. making it work more and more until it works all the way you know, one of the pieces of listener feedback that we've been getting recently, because we've kind of done, we've done a couple of, ep- like we did the Q&A episode, mm-hmm. and then we did an episode with Jason about branding and building your brand and starting your business. And what ends up happening is people start to go, hey, these guys know that subject really well. So then when the feedback comes in, it's people talking about that stuff. And one of the things that we didn't get to read the whole thing, because we're not sure we, sh- we should be able to, but one of the things that was said in that email that really hit me was you guys are becoming a go-to podcast for new makers. By the way, like, we did get the okay. By the way. Oh, we did? Yeah. Uh, we, should probably, we should probably read it then because it was actually a really nice email. But, yeah. um, you know what? I'm going to actually read it because it's, it's two pieces. I, I thought two- it was, it, again, it was one of those emails or feedback that, for me, it, it took me aback. I sent it to, like, Bettina, uh, my girlfriend. I sent it to, like, because th- this is what I had hoped that people would get out of a podcast. Exactly. So this right. is from this is from Imee Made. Um is that in, that's Instagram or Twitter? Uh, uh, Instagram. Instagram. Okay. This ep- which episode did they send this? Uh, I think it was, was last after. week's. Oh, so, so it was after Okay. Yeah, I think cool. It was last yeah, cuz we talk about fulfillment and the day yeah, job yeah. and stuff. Okay. Yep. So this episode was really great. You guys helped put some things into perspective for us in regards to finding meaning in our making adventures versus day job. Making has always been our stress reliever and happy place. When we decided to get into the YouTube content game, we found ourselves trying to find stuff to make what's popular or what viewers would watch rather than what truly makes us happy, and that sucked the fun right out of it. We quickly, we quickly found that both our day job and making became a chore. Listening to this episode just flicked a switch. The solution was so simple, but our judgment was clouded, and hearing you guys banter about your thoughts made it clear. The true meaning to anything really is whatever brings you happiness. Is what we're making bringing us joy? If yes, keep on going. If not, move on. Not sure if that's the message you guys intended to relay, but that's what we got. Anywho, we appreciate the time you guys take to make these episodes. Thank you. 
And then the second part of the feedback was, you guys do well with reeling the topic back in from a slight tangent. I honestly think you guys share a unique perspective in the making community. And this is what I, this made me so happy yeah, when this I read is, this. For sure, information and perspective from I Like to Make Stuff, DeResta, and Modern Maker are immensely useful. But for those, like me, who are either just starting out or have a negligible presence in the space, often get overwhelmed because it's like being a new kid walking into a high school lunchroom. You guys are giving a voice to the new kids and showing us that everyone has felt the same way at some point and going through the same hurdles. I'm excited to see how you guys evolve the podcast over time. Thank you so much for that feedback. I mean... I was, I, didn't, I was speechless when, when I Yeah, that's that. like, yeah. I just get all the feels when I hear stuff right. like that because I want to motivate, you know, me personally, and I won't speak for Ethan, but me personally, I want to motivate you to make, and I want mm-hmm. you to find the joy in it. And I find that a lot of maker podcasts, I, and it's not a knock, it's just the way it is. They suck the joy out of making. There's no fun. There's, you know, even... I most of my making is to sell, right? Ethan is most of his making is for personal fulfillment. We mm-hmm. we we come at we come at this from very different angles. For sure. Yep. But the the thing is, we both follow the thing that we enjoy, right? right? It it's not I'm not making this because I and I don't enjoy doing it. I'm like I never look at what I have to make as a slog. I never think of it as I'm doing this solely to make money. Like I, if I was ever making stuff just to make money, I would stop making it and I would stop making anything because that's just the wrong reason to do this. Right. Uh, this is something, this is a, as much as it's a business for me, it's a passion project. And if I ever lose the passion, I don't want to do it anymore. Right. You know, and I, you know, I'll open that up to you guys, how you feel about it. But when, when they say, you know, you're, you're giving a voice to the newer makers and find what, you know go after it if it makes you happy that's what you need to be doing and it's like yes that is exactly the message i want to send and that doesn't mean you can't turn that into a business it doesn't mean you can't turn it into a content creation play whatever you want to do with it you can do it but you have to love doing it first because if you don't i promise you everyone that consumes the content you're making or the products you're selling they're going to know that there is literally no love in those products and you can tell it a mile away when something is just clinically produced for the hell of making it. That is not the position you want to be in because then you're just giving yourself another day job. And as far as I know, nobody that's a maker just wants another day job. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if I you can... guys want to take that on, go for it. But that's that's just my thoughts on that email. That email just made my day. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I can put it any better than you did, Vincent. I was just... When I got those messages, I was taken aback in the best way possible, and I was humbled, and I just, that, it just, that's the reason why I come to this podcast every Monday night, is for that. I hope that's what comes across, you know? Yeah, I, I, that's exactly, the way they phrased that was exactly yeah, that's if that's the impression you're getting, then I'm doing a good job. Exactly, that's <laughs> that's all I want. Exactly. So we 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 take for granted. We take for granted, and you know, not in a bad way, but we take for granted that you know we we do this podcast and we just think, oh yeah, people listen and they enjoy it. I never, up until like a couple of weeks ago, I didn't feel like 
I mean, maybe I'm just being an ass, but I really didn't feel like anyone was getting anything that deep out of it. Like, I thought it was just entertainment. Well, yeah, and exactly. Man, I don't think I'd we are like, getting some yeah. feedback lately. It's like, I'm starting to feel some pressure now. I know, I know, I know. Like, do a good job, jerk. You, you got people that are, like, hanging on your words a little bit. Right. Like, we oh, count wow. on you. Yeah. <laughs> ah, boy. Well, but, uh, I, I mean, I think that's important. I think it's important for us and anyone to reflect on what what's really important and why you're doing what you're doing, you know? And if, um, and to speak about it and talk about it for why it's important to you. And I think that is what's resonating. Yeah. I, and you know, I mean, it's it's the, when I, when we've had guests on this show, we've had guests on the show, it's always the same kind of guest, right? It's the guests who are really passionate about what they're doing. We don't have guests that, We've never had a guest, and I will never have a guest, where I feel like their YouTube channel, for example, is just them hawking a product every week. Or, <coughs> you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I need to change my YouTube strategy then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're still figuring it out. It's fine. Um, I, was, but, I was doing a slow pivot to that. <laughs> I just feel like yeah. I, there's just... there. There's a lot of chasing advertisers, sponsors, and and I could see, I could see where that would be the pressure, right? Because if you right. want to grow, if you want to grow a YouTube channel and you're not doing live edge river tables, like it's hard. <laughs> you know, it's it's really hard. You're it's hard to get noticed if you're doing a podcast and you don't have a couple of heavy hitter guests right off the bat. You know, it's 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 hard. Everything is hard. You know, or you do all these things and you get all these people on and you still don't pop. And it's like, right. what what am I doing wrong? Like, I have the content, and you know, sometimes it just doesn't happen, and sometimes it does, and you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know why it's going to happen. Just the way it is. Yeah. But I do appreciate when somebody comes and says that you know we we like that you're giving a voice to us smaller guys because we are smaller guys. Oh, we definitely are, right? We are smaller guys. I mean, you know, I know Ethan's blowing up right now, but you know, Justin and I we're smaller guys, you know, and <laughs> it's okay. Blowing up is a relative term, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> so we want to do um, you want to do the usual the uh, yeah, thing of the week? week? Let's do it. All right, cool. Who want? Let's let's let our guest go first because. I have an inkling that he may want to uh, plug another show. Like, he had dropped a hint that he may want to plug another show on this one. I'll well, allow it. <laughs> no, so I, I, I did mention that. Um, it <laughs> reminded me about Thing of the Week. And it's something I was thinking about, but I also thought if I mention another podcast, is, is that cool? But It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's not a podcast that's even in our making space. It's a, it's a fiction podcast, so it's not even like just people talking. Well, it's people talking, obviously, but <laughs> but um, I was say, if it's not people talking, like it's like an <laughs> ASMR podcast. It's just um, the sound of a knocking on a door for an hour. <laughs> no, but it's called Welcome to Nightville. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Nope. Uh, I found sorry, not a lot of people welcome that to, talk to. Welcome about to Nightville. Welcome, welcome to Nightville. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's so it's like it's a it's normally one guy who is like the community radio dj for this small desert town but weird stuff happens and like it's fine they they like there's a dog park that you can't go into the dog park like nobody's allowed into the dog park and i'm not going to give away any spoilers for why or what (laughs) might be going on there but that's just one of the things like in episode one it's just like what's going on with this dog park and they get more into it and all this and it's just delightfully weird and 
I think it comes out like every other week or something like that. And I just recently got caught up because I had fallen behind. So that's why it's my thing of the week because this past week I've listened to a few episodes and it's just, it's just so fun because the, the guy who does it, who voices the main part of the podcast, says just the weirdest stuff. That it's like, <laughs> how do you say this with a straight face? But he just nails it and it's amazing. That's cool. awesome. I love it. What was it? What was the name again? I just want to make sure. Welcome to again. Nightvale. Welcome to Nightville. Yeah, because I have to make sure I add these into the show notes beforehand. Otherwise, I have to play it back to find them. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to Nightville. So cool. Yeah, that sounds. That actually does sound pretty interesting. Yeah, and there's a long back catalog. Like they've been doing it for a long time. But if you just pick an episode and start listening, there's not a lot that you're going to be confused about. Okay. But I mean, even if That's you start cool. at the beginning and get caught up, it's well worth it. It's just so entertaining. Cool. Awesome. That's All very right. cool. That's an interest. That's the first podcast pick we've had on the show. That's yeah. Right. I don't listen yeah. to a lot of fiction podcasts, but the couple I do are they just nail it. Cool. Very cool. The only that. one I wanted to listen to and then ended up just watching the Amazon series was Homecoming. Because mm-hmm. that was just pure genius. That I actually may go back and listen to the podcast just because the 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 Amazon series was that freaking good. That would be like a supplemental pick. The um the series Homecoming on Amazon Prime. Oh man, dude, was it good? So yeah, so good. All right, I'll check so it. So good. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna put that in the show notes. That's something that everyone should watch. Okay, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to skip you, Ethan. Go for it, buddy. No, no, you go, you go, you go. All right, so we'll put Homecoming as one pick, but my actual pick this week is a YouTube channel. Um, shocking, I know. Um. <laughs> It's a lesser known, as far as I know. I don't know anyone that actually watches this guy, so I'm. Either I know I'm, design, no, I'm it's a very new channel. It's very. I'm very. You know, I knew I was in before he was really cool. Um, he's a guy in Australia, and the channel's called DIY for Knuckleheads. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, the channel is just. So it's good. pure. It's pure genius. You watch him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my God! I love this guy yeah. so much, and he does the greatest. What I love about his projects is he does these really simple but high impact projects mm-hmm. um he does like he did a couple That's of a, a couple of videos it, yeah. ago he did a um he bought a pine like a dresser and he refurbished it and it just was like wow it it came out so nice and so clean and his work is just awesome he's he makes it really easy he explains stuff he has a great sense of humor he does dad jokes in every video which <laughs> i love dad jokes i'm a sucker for dad jokes so I've, if there's a dad joke i'm in there, it's always I'm on a, cringy I'm on, but I'm on a also YouTube page right now hilarious and yeah he like right as you said he he like dad jokes the you know youtube autoplay is part of the video yeah mm-hmm. And when you hover over it, and yeah, it came up, alert, dad joke coming up shortly. <laughs> right as you said it. So. Yeah, so DIY for Knuckleheads goes, the name he uses is Uncle Knackers. He's hysterically funny. His videos are fantastic. Uh, I found him, I found him a couple of months ago, and I watched his entire back catalog, which if you go and look at how many videos he has, it's a lot of back catalog, and I watched every single video. So, very good stuff. I, w- I would love... I have so many people in Australia that I want to get on this damn show. Know, and there's a... Like, what a, is it about Australia? I feel like uh, it's like I, uh, us and Australia are the biggest makers in the world. I don't know what it is. I, You know what it is? Because Australia is, you know, it's kind of... there's a, Even the, the cities is like a good maker spot to do. It's like it's kind of rural. You know, yeah. you don't have like New York City type cities in yeah, Australia. Yeah. It's crazy though. 
Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. Like I want to have I want to have this guy on. I I love Uncle Knackers. I, I yeah. he's one of my favorite makers. I want to have Matt Vandeputa on because he's a friend of mine. I want to have um, Pask Makes on. I want to have Ben's Works on. Oh, All these Australian Dan, folks. Uh, Dan. We always talk about Dan. Yeah, Dan. How could I? Of course, Dan. Jesus. I forget he's from Australia. I the know, only reason I know he's from Australia time. is because yeah. he starts liking stuff at like 8 o'clock at night. He's like, <laughs> right. oh, he's getting up. Cool. No, he's my favorite, he's my favorite uh, wake up like. That's yeah. It's we gotta get you wake Dan. up and it's like, hey, Dan liked a thing. Yeah, yeah right. Basically, Thanks, Dan. <laughs> you know, That's come awesome. to think of it, the, the, watching when he starts liking stuff, we might actually be able to get him on because for some reason he starts at like eight o'clock New York time, mm-hmm. which means he's up when we start recording. So maybe uh, we yeah. can grab him in the morning. Tell him get a cup of coffee and get your ass on the show, bro. <laughs> Dan, if you're listening to this, um, just. Uh, Hit me up. Let me know when you can be on the show. We'll have to work this out because we've been we've talked about having you on like fifty million times. Yeah, exactly. So right. Let's you know just get him on. Might be more fun, although more yeah. expensive. You guys take a field trip to Australia and just oh, yeah, over around doing live podcasts. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what podcast, but I'm literally a couple of weeks away from taking a field trip for a podcast, and let's see how that goes. I'm okay. super excited for that. And that's on, I'm that's not, on my I'm own. not a part of it at all, and I'm super excited for it. <laughs> I'm very excited about <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, it's awesome. But, um, yeah, that's going to be it's going to be a Pretty expensive trip, but I'm just calling it a business expense. Absolutely. Two days in L.A. is absolutely fine with me. Yep. <laughs> Oops. Did I just say where I was going? Nope. Oops. Oh. <laughs> well, didn't say who I was going to see. I just told you where I was going. It's fine. It's fine. There, and there's only so many people in L.A., so somebody's probably going to think. Yeah, there's only like five people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You know, I'm going to, going to hang out with Ray William Johnson. It'll be great. <laughs> um, so welcome to Nightville. Ethan. Uh, Ethan, it's your turn. Oh, it's my turn. All right. Uh, well... All right, so I was going to use hydro dipping as my thing of the week, but <laughs> since we've already talked about that to death, um, let me see. Uh, all right, I'll do a YouTube channel. Mm. Uh, um, I don't know. Do either of you uh, follow the practical engineer, Emil? I do not. Nope. Oh. All right, so Justin, do you follow him? I do not. Oh, you guys. All right, so you guys will <laughs> like it. The practical engineer... Um, I don't know where he's from. He's overseas. Um, but he is legitimately an engineer. And he does these, like, way out there projects. Like, I mean, quirky, weird, funny. But he, I think that he, that that's his quote-unquote voice that I think he's found. And But he's an engineer, and he makes these ridiculously unnecessary projects that are just <laughs> so funny. And... But again, a little bit of uh, my David Picciuto kind of like what I like about David Picciuto. His excitement uh, in these videos is so funny. It's so like invigorating. So if you watch these videos, when things work, he looks at the camera like he's talking to you. And he's just like his his facial expressions are just it worked. It worked. It worked. <laughs> it's, it's so like exciting and everything like that. Cool. The projects are ridiculous. They're not necessary. I think he knows that. I think he plays to that. But they're really, really fun. And uh, there's a lot of things you can learn from those videos. But I don't... more than anything, I think it's the, his demeanor and his excitement when things actually work that <laughs> ropes me in. So His last video is a rubber chicken machine. There's no need for that at all. But that's exactly his type of thing. It's like... 
so ridiculous, but it, it but there's so much like uh, making and problem solving in that video that it's actually worth watching. So I'm in. I'm right. a, I yeah. just subscribed. I'm looking at what the he's made, and I'm like. This is going to be fun. I can't yeah, scroll old. past the rubber chicken one. Like, the, the thumbnail is just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? He's so I have, amazing. <laughs> I actually have one more video that I, I want to throw into... I know, I'm just throwing... No, do it. I, I do two every week, I, always. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Maker Monster did a oh, yeah. shop tour this week. Yeah. And, by the way, um, Ethan, since you and Maker Monster are friends now, you got to totally get him to come on the podcast. Oh, I, well, he he's in my area. I got to... I, I mean... We're connected, but I really need to actually legitimately connect with them. Okay, so. get get to work on that. All that's right, your home, that's I'm your homework it. co-host. Right, that's, that's <laughs> he follows you on Instagram. You mm-hmm. have an in. Done. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, the Maker Monster did a shop tour, and if you're not if you're not watching the Maker Monster, you're missing out. The guy is the guy's brilliant. He's and hilarious. He, he, my favorite. I I don't know if I told this story on on the podcast. I may have. I think it was when Sharon was on. We were talking about it. He was in the I Like to Make Stuff group the first time I saw one of his videos, and I'm like, oh, that's a really cool mask. And he goes, what mask? <laughs> and I just cracked up laughing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I love this guy already. This yep. guy is like my Perfect. new best friend. Oh, so, he's got, uh, sorry, I just got. He's got a thumbnail that also has a rubber chicken in it. Oh yeah, he has. He has so he's like <laughs> oh, fifty the rubber chickens. Yeah, yeah, he has like a, a lot of rubber chickens in his shop. By the chicken way, chicken power camera slider. I just <laughs> is it rubber chicken day? What is happening? In in the shop tour, um, I watched. I got to watch it this morning when I was done with my running, um, and I was like, "Wow, he's got a lot of rubber chickens in his in his shop." So, yeah, that's so funny. Rubber chickens are a thing. So yeah, that's uh, that's wow. We got a lot of good stuff this week. Um, hey, Justin, you want to throw another one in just in case? Or um, um, okay, I pressure, pressure, pressure. Yeah, no. The the only thing I can think of is, and this might be very niche, but it's also NFL, so I mean, it's not that, but the Ravens, because they beat the Patriots last night, and I just got a lot yes. of... Yes! Oh, Jesus yes. Christ. <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing about the goddamn Ravens right now. I don't I don't care. It's, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, always, I'm always tired about the hearing the hearing about the Patriots. No, so I, li- just... I, live, I live amongst Patriots fans. I'm a Jets fan, okay? I no, get it. So, Dude, no, I'm a Bengals so, fan, so I mean, it's... I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Yeah, so we're, none of us we're are all sad. We're all sad. Yeah. All right, we but. all relate. We all relate. Actually, the Bills are having a decent they season, are, so I, I, I'm in... You're in no place to complain. No, no, but, yeah, but you know up. what it is? It, as a Bills fan, I'm just waiting for it to, <laughs> like, to fall off. I watched four Super Bowls in a row, so... <laughs> don't get me started they can't possibly lose four in a row exactly exactly <laughs> so poor scott Just, oh. you know they probably won't do that again <laughs> yeah they'll never do that again but they'll also well yeah, well they're not playing the giants so it'll, it'll be fine <laughs> who did they lose to in that stretch of four they lost to the giants they lost the was it the 49ers yep. right one of them was the 49ers yeah, Redskins uh, was one, isn't it? The mm-hmm. Redskins, right? Okay, who's the fourth? I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. I know the Giants were because I watched that it was one because I was a Giants like fan a, at the time. Girl Scout, Cookie Troop, or something. I don't know. They lost <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> they probably lost to the Crimson Tide at some point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> there you go, Ant. There are a couple of seasons where I think the Crimson Tide could beat some of the NFL teams, but you know that's because I'm a Bama fan. Roll Tide. Um, Okay, yeah, that's going to do it for this week. <laughs> Once we start getting into football talk, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's time to it's time to walk away. Walk away. Uh that will do it for this week. Justin, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, um, Justin. 
you want to plug your stuff and we will whatever justin plugs i will have in the show notes at the um when we drop this on wednesday yeah so go so for it instagram i'm at bear make it all one word that's instagram twitter i have i locked up bear make it everywhere i could so if you search for it and it's b b e a r m a k e d if you Google it wrong, you're going to get a very different result, and that's not on you. <laughs> so that's on you. Don't do it at Hello. work, probably, just to be safe. Yeah, it's probably a good idea to not do that one at work. Um, yeah. Cool. So Ethan and I, our links are always in the show notes. We'll have okay. Justin's in there also so that you can oh, find him wherever Bearmaker.com is. is my website. I forgot to say that. Ah, Yeah, I'm glad you put that in because when I listened to this, I would have completely forgotten that. But <laughs> Cool. So that's going to do it for this week. Thank you very much for listening, as always. Um, if you want to send feedback to the show, you can do it at becausewemake.com. Um, it, keep the reviews coming. We really appreciate it. The, the fact that you guys take the time to write reviews to leave us a good little score there and a little bit of a uh, little bit of love. We really do appreciate it. We read every single review, and now we read every single one on the show. So that's a good way to get in touch with us. If you want to read a review, we'll find it. <laughs> And that's it. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you again next week. Bye, everybody.